We're live. We're live. You say you got a song? Yeah. Well, fucking play the song then, bud. Episode 240. Hold on. We got an ad. Oh, there's an ad before the song? It's a really cool ad, though. He's got lightsabers. Here All right, let's go. It's done. The Ben in Black. It sounds like the intro to an 80s wrestling show. It is 80s. Imagine Emilio Estevez running and punching for this, <laughs> and uh, playing his leg, and then screaming and smashing the glass for some reason. He ruined the whole montage. He ruined the montage. <laughs> ruined the montage. I'm running. It Get now. on it. <laughs> Taj ruiner. Molly Ringwald doing her white girl dance, which is actually still looks really nice. Yeah, it's still a good white girl dance. It yeah. holds up. Great song. Actually, looked it up and got it on Amazon Music. Ali Sheedy's doing the uh, the, uh, the angsty white girl dance. Yeah, and then Anthony Michael Hall is convulsing. I got. It's always my favorite part is when they're all doing this stuff. Do you think that's where my thing for redheads came from? Is from Molly Ringwald? Because yeah, because somebody looks a lot like Molly Ringwald. Oh my God, she looks like Molly Ringwald. <laughs> <laughs> what a revelation we've just fucking had. Oh fuck. <laughs> I hope she listens. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> Nobody listens. <laughs> that's not true. We've got several. Uh, Incels, potential mass shooters, seemingly uh, dangerous. A lot of shut-ins. A lot of shut-ins. Wards of the state. Seemingly dangerous. <laughs> Wards of the is state. My favorite one. That is the best one. <laughs> Wards of the state. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it! Episode two forty. Um, I didn't get to do my whole intro before you cut the song off, so I'm going to have to find something else to come into. Well, it's actually it was the end. I mean, oh, was, yeah, that's the end of the. It's the end of the Taj. End of the, yeah. It's not really a Taj though. It's, it's just more a scene. of a more of a clip. More of a clip. Let me see. What can I do here? A clip of a Taj. Clip of a Taj. Clitage. It's <laughs> <laughs> bringing in a little bit mellow. Uh huh. That's right. Who is that? It's Father John Misty, baby. This sounds like it could be the beginning of a Scorsese movie. It certainly does. This or uh, All Along the Watchtower or something. Oh, yeah. Honey bear, honey bear, honey bear, do the scarecrow as you come on the road. I love that line. The way Father John Misty must fucks must be just a mess, because he just described your mascara, blood, ash, and cum on the Rorschach sheets where we make love. It just must be a tornado of fuck. It must be. Whenever. He's probably got a big hog. Oh, he's the type of guy that has a big hog. Yeah. It sounds like period sex to me. Oh yeah. Or somebody's using a cat of nine tails. Shwamo, tis I, the prince of podcasting. <laughs> the bipolar. The most of- <laughs> Sorry, there's a Simpsons clip. <laughs> <laughs> Bipolar rock and roller, Sultan of Slits, Godfather Gash, blah, blah, blah. The five-time West Virginia Podcast Association Man of the Year on the five-time West Virginia Podcast Association Podcast of the Year and newly crowned West Virginia Podcasters Association Sexiest Man Alive. Tis I. So many laurels. So many laurels. Oh, okay. And I can't rest on them. 
Not gonna never rest re- on Never rest us. Gotta keep grinding. Yeah. Rise and grind. 4 a.m. I'm at the gym while, while these jokers are out back laughing and joking. I'm in the cook in the kitchen cooking and smoking, baby. <laughs> it sounded better if I'd have said it right. Be the hottest worker in the room. That was my uh, rock impression. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 240 of the world's greatest podcast. As always, I'm joined by the former Intercontinental Champion, the Sentient Mountain, spitting image of Christopher Lowell. If Christopher Lowell lifted weights, uh, <laughs> the human personification. Yeah! <laughs> the infield fly rule. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. <sighs> One second. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what this is. With bated breath. What the hell? Wait a second. Get a Google ad over there. You got a Google ad and it takes three seconds or so to. <laughs> Seems not quite the payoff for waiting. I can barely, I can barely hear that at all. It doesn't really work when you got music playing behind okay. it. I'm actually surprised it works at all. Yeah. And as always, the world's greatest claw machine operator, the claw machinist. That's his nickname. That's his walkout name whenever he goes to the cage to fight in his underwear with his gloves. Yeah. The Claw Machinist. Uh, the Dirty Shame. He's also Juna. He's also Shawnee Minner. He's also Laurel Creek's most dangerous man. And don't you fucking forget it. He's the ravishing Rick Rude. The ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> of regenerative farming. Of regenerative farming. <laughs> that's a lot of art. <laughs> that's some alliteration. We haven't used ravishing Rick Rude yet, so that's we good. We have not. That is good. <laughs> I'll walk John around Morgan's just thinking here. about art. Look who we called John this week. Uh, Rita Rudner. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Rita. It's even better. <laughs> Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Fuck. Ray Romano. Oh, we have a new. Oh, Ray Romano. You're <laughs> farming. Why are my parents being mean to me? <laughs> and my wife is also mean to me. And my brother's also mean. <laughs> it sounds That's like, that show. <laughs> it sounds like Ray Romano. I was, have twins, but you never see was them. Was a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, and how did uh, two br- uh, brunettes come up with blonde children? I have no idea. It's not Skip possible. Skip the generation. Right. Two Jewish brunettes. Yes. Well, Romano's not Jewish, is he? He's, he's got Ita- the. He's Italian. He's got the. He's got the. He's, he's got. He's got that nose, though. Yeah, I can see him. I can see him. They try to hide, but I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Italians and Jewish people are have a similar aspect. They're two sides of the same coin. Don't trust them. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Greeks, Italians. Uh, yeah, keep going. Uh, There's more. <laughs> Jews. Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> the Turks. Fucking Turks. We don't care about the young Turks. Lebanese. I actually knew one Lebanese guy who was fucking awesome. <laughs> he was Shit, um, With all those, you know, they, they got that Mediterranean thing. They're like one of those groups. They're not Arabic. Like Lebanese people are not Arabic. They're another group. But they're Mediterranean. Sure. Like I was having this discussion with uh, a friend of mine the other day. He was saying that uh, he was implying that uh, when Hannibal had come over and defeated the Romans, he raped a bunch of women, which he probably did. But he was implying that Hannibal was black, and I was like, "No, Hannibal wasn't black." Hannibal was Phoenician. And he asked me, well, who are they? I was like, well. People from Phoenix are. 
<laughs> you know, faggot, suck that dick. Um, no, uh, the Phoenicians were like, you know, that group that's indeterminate. They're not Arabic. They're not Semitic. They're not, you know, and I think the, the modern day Lebanese might be a descendant of them, you know, so it's like it's, it's one of those that's hard to pinpoint, you know. It doesn't really matter. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. So like, who? Well, to me. The Celts, it's like... The I ke- really want to put them in a box, though, because my brain only yeah. inter- understands things that are compartmentalized. They're Arabs. Sure. Why not? Everything has to be a play, you know, fit neatly into a little box, and my brain just... Is that me? No. no I'm just- <laughs> That's most people. <laughs> no, I'm just saying... He's know. doing his impression of most people. Hi, this is my impression of most people. McDonald's is good for you. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah. It's complete nonsense. No, it's like uh, it's like the Celts. You know, you can't really pinpoint who they are. I mean, it's such a wide ranging group. You know, you have the Irish, the Scottish, the you know the Picts. You have all these, and people even in this, you know, people in Spain or some of the basketball team. (laughs) Yeah. I love how we've completely just decided we're just going to mispronounce that word. Oh, there's multiple as, words. As, a, as a fucking group. Comfortable. The Celtics. No, the Celtics. It's with a K. You know? Comfortable. Nobody says it like that. So- comfortable. 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 Some 41. Aluminum. Some 41. Storming through the party like my name is El Nino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't count on me. I actually kind of like my them. dad didn't like me. <laughs> yeah. Out, out of all those groups, they were probably my favorite one. They were all right. Yeah. I didn't mind them. I mean, they were kind of like, I think they knew that they weren't, you know, their their shelf life was not long, you know, so. Blink-182 had some pretty wild notions about how long their career was going to be. It, it's still <laughs> going. They're still doing uh, quite well. Yeah. They still get paid a lot of lot of jack to go and play well, these festivals. Play, well, and they stuff. do. They play like the Warp Tour and stuff like that, which is yeah, they still do. It's well. a subset, you know. It's Tom DeLonge is out there uh, uncovering the secrets of the universe. He's, uh, I'm not joking. The government is taking him seriously about the things he's finding out about UFOs. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, weird. I know. That's what I said. But uh, yeah, the, he's out there finding out secrets about the universe, and uncovering things and stuff. Um, and he's still alive. I thought, yeah, he's I'm doing great. They would have shot him. They're getting ready to let us know about all that stuff. You think? I think so. Donald Trump will probably reveal it just to. Just, they haven't told Donald just, Trump that yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, guys, guys, I got to tell you. <laughs> he's kind of storming in. <laughs> Are you? Wait a second. This, this, you totally shot that in the ass. Donald Trump never runs. Okay. <laughs> no, he was walking briskly. This is what happens when he walks briskly. Are you kidding me? That's how he rides up an escalator. It's like a power walk. (laughs) (laughs) There's some extra arm swing and hip swing (laughs) happening there. What a fucking stupid fuck. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) The RPMs are high, is all I'm saying. He may not be going very fast, but the RPMs are high. He's got torque. He's torquing it. Yeah, he's in a low gear. Yeah. What's he going to (laughs) say? There's aliens, guys. (laughs) You guys. What did he turn into fucking Eric Cartman? Cartman? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, seriously. <laughs> There's no way Eric Cartman isn't partially based on Donald Trump. <laughs> it would totally make fucking sense. 100% makes sense. Speaking of, uh, that was an interesting thing that happened on Thanksgiving is a near murderous uh, rampage I went on because I got my testosterone shot the day before I went to Thanksgiving. And we got into a political discussion with my dad. Oh. And it was fun. 
tell us in great detail. I can't tell you in much detail. I mean, he just we disagreed, and he was just needling, and I wasn't having it. Did he you call know? you a snowflake? No, he's not that. He's not that way. He's 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 actually intelligent because he can really. I mean, what he does, he can really form a good argument. So it's literally the motherfucker's job. Well, yeah, and and, and he's a brilliant man. He really is, and he leans leans on it, man. And and you know, and he's unassailable. Sometimes. One of his one of his self ascribed titles is defiant lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> the man sold shirts and said, "I got my divorce." At Keenan Associates, that was actually uh, one of the best fucking ideas he. It was a great had. idea. <laughs> I wanted one he so bad. He calls them alumni shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted one so bad. I wanted. I, I wanted. Said, to, I can get. You I one. wanted to need a lawyer for my divorce <laughs> so I could go to him. <laughs> I can get you. I one got a divorce directly across He's the road got from boxes his office. Of those fucking things <laughs> in his office. Double X, please. Okay, uh, you're down to double X now. I could possibly get down to X if I wanted to. Awesome. Um, if I wanted to try it out, I don't want to hurt my self esteem just yet. Though. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> Um, and no, but it, it it just and it wasn't his fault necessarily. It's just mine because I was just the day after that shot. Your emotions they can be a little bit touchy, and so. you're a little bit always on edge. Anyway, sure, you're I mean, always. It doesn't a, I actually. You're ready to crack. I, I, ironically, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, I'm less on edge now. You're Humpty Dumpty midfall is all we're saying. <laughs> I, no, I'm saying <laughs> since I've been taking that, I am less on edge than I've ever been. Yeah, like it's, it's a- after the day grace period of after yeah, the shot. I mean, it's know. it's I feel it's not it's apples and oranges compare the comparison. I mean, I feel like a different human being completely. Um, the mood swings are. Actually, the mood swings are less. Like I used to have horrible mood swings. Like, Do you think you maybe went through menopause? I don't, man. I don't know what was going on with me. I think, like I said, I think I had uh, some kind of trauma when I was younger that uh, caused my testosterone level to be low. I think my testosterone level had always been low. Do you think Donald Trump came to you? Do you think Donald Trump is your uh, sleep paralysis demon? God, <laughs> please don't, don't, don't open that can of worms. <laughs> you guys know about sleep sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's like a thing. That happens to a lot of people. There's a documentary about it that's actually a horror movie as well. Yeah, about sleep paralysis and like you're just paralyzed and you're kind of asleep but you're kind of awake and you just look over in the corner and there's a demon staring at you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds awful. It does. But I don't think I ha- I've ever had it. I don't have it either. Uh, it's probably along the same lines of uh, Have you ever seen a kid have a night terror? Yeah, they're fucking. It's 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 terror. It's like terrifying. I mean. Annie had one when she was real, when she was like three and it was traumatic. Like, cause she was, I, I was scared, you know, I, cause she was crying real hard and then she was like almost growling and I was, and she was, you know, like exorcism type did stuff. You, yes, it did was. Did you think she was turning into a werewolf? <laughs> kind of, but How I mean, cool would that have been? I mean, I was hoping that was, <laughs> oh my God, she's going to be Teen Wolf. Yeah. Oh my God. She's going to surf on a van. She's <laughs> She's gonna have a friend named Styles. Um, no, uh, but that happened. It was really scary. I mean, me and Anna have talked about it since. Like you know, you had one of those when you were little. It was it was really scary. And um, I think she only had one real good one. But apparently, some kids have a lot of them. You know, and there can be violent. You know, because your brain just goes into that level of consciousness that's you know below anything else. So I, that's probably along those lines. I would mm. think it's terrifying. Yeah. I've never even watched the documentary. I've just read a few things about people with sleep paralysis, and it sounds really, really bad. It sounds a whole lot worse than just sleeping peacefully. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing too. Uh, since I've been taking the testosterone, my sleep apnea has vanished. It's vanished. Yeah, 
maybe I do need this. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's de-aging. I think it, you know, it, it helps in virtually every facet, you know, especially if you're low, if you're low, everything's fucked. And, and if you're, you know, and if they get to the point where you should be, and I actually think, I mean, he's maybe still a little bit low. I'm not, you know, I can't wait to see, but I haven't seen all the effects yet. Like this, the effects on your body have just now started, you know, so they, they say they continue for like an entire year and then continue after that indefinitely in small increments. So, you know, they said for the first 12, 16 months to the, to, to a year, you just, it's dramatic. You've you only know. been on it for three ish. Yeah. Almost not uh, 12 weeks almost. Um, so yeah, I'm starting to see the effects of I'm getting the steroid shoulder where they're rounding out, you know, oh, yeah. and, and they're starting to stick up. You know, it's yeah. it's fucking awesome. I like it. <laughs> I'm trying to make this creepy. Yeah, well, mission accomplished. Yeah. I'm doing well. <laughs> doing well. I do a few things good. I do a few things pretty good. It's pretty good. No bad. It's <laughs> Well, that's a nice lead into a it's, uh, Is that a favorite thing? The Irish runners at I liked thing. it a lot. Yeah. But I mean there's some things you can pick apart about it, but Jesus Christ. Sure. But uh, if you guys want to go into fucking favorite things, I mean, we certainly I've can. got a bunch this week, so let's... And I know how... I, and I'm I'll, sure they're all just fucking enthralling, too. They kind of are, so eat a dick. This week, uh, on this episode, since it's not the bonus episode, there's 100% more Chuck. <laughs> he well, doubled, he's doubling down. <laughs> doubling down. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be bonus if I was on it. It would be a, a bummer if you were on it. <laughs> we had the, the clown prince of bowling in here. The bareness of breasticles. <laughs> the clown prince of bowling now. <laughs> bright copper, raindrops on roses, and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Go. Um, well, the other day I was... Well! Uh, I was just looking for something to watch, you know, nothing too enthralling, and then... Uh, there was a swords documentary, and I looked at the uh, the rating on it. It was eight point three out of ten. I was like, "Wow, that's really high," you know. So I turned it on, and they had man, Eviga Mortensen was on it, and you know, a bunch of people that were you know in Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. They were talking about it was kind of, it was halfway a documentary about sword play in movies, but then it was another documentary about Western martial arts about how they have completely. You know, they're, they're almost completely abandoned and seen with such disdain in a way. You know, it's like cosplayers. And, you know, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's put in that realm. And then Asian swordplay and stuff is seen as something almost mystical. You know, it's like. Well, also, are we counting boxing and wrestling as Western martial arts? They should be, yes. I mean, but they're, they're usually not counted. I mean. American boxing is as deadly a martial art that, as there is. If you and if you can box and wrestle, yeah, you're going to be a champion. Exactly. If you're good at both, um, American boxing, as a matter of fact, that's one of the cornerstones of Jeet Kune Do. I mean, Bruce Lee studied that. He studied Jit Muhammad Ali to be good at it. So, um, no, but they were talking about how you know all the different weapons, and they, and there was always this misconception that knights and and you know people in England were just hacking at each other, and that could not be further from the fucking truth. You know, then they showed old Errol Flynn movies. Even though they, they, we make fun of those for ha ha all that shit, he was a fucking badass. The guy who taught him, Bob Robertson, was like Errol Flynn was a fucking athlete. He was a coxman. Well, he was that too. The sword. Well, I mean, it's like the in like Flynn. That's where because Errol Flynn could fuck any woman he wanted to. I thought it was in like Flint because there was a movie called In Like Flint. No, I think it was in like Flynn. 
In Lake Flint. That's my favorite movie. Remember that from <laughs> no. from uh, the Austin Powers movie after he got unfrozen? No. The first one? Mm-hmm. International Man of Mystery? Yeah. I don't remember that part. In Lake Flint, 1967. No, but that's I'm sure that saying was before. I'm sure it is. It was, I'm just saying I'm right. Too. I think I think it was because of Errol Flynn. Because James Errol fucking Flynn. Coburn played him. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. Scooter boom bop, fiddle fiddle faddle, bud. Okay, quacky seepo. Um, no, it's uh, but anyway, they were talking about how he was such a great athlete. He was a great swordsman, and then he was talking about the the other person surprisingly he said is. Every bit as good as he was is Johnny Depp. They said Johnny Depp is an amazing swordsman really? because he learned all of it. And yeah, Johnny Depp's so method about everything. He said he really learned how to do it, like for Pirates of the Caribbean. And you know, he was talking about the other guys were good too, but Johnny Depp was just far away. You know, he said if he had been like back in those days, he'd have been a badass. You know, so um, what you're telling me is is that Gilbert Grape would have absolutely skewered the Man in the Iron Mask. Sure. Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Boy, that, what a tour de force performance by Leo movie. in that movie. It was a good movie. He played a good tart, that kid. <laughs> Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to climb the water tower. Um, Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That's dead, that's dead, that's dead. Yeah, that was really fucked up. <laughs> um, there, there was that. Um there were a few things I'm trying to remember now Let me refer here Yeah, you wrote them down in your moleskin notebook You pretentious queer That was fucking at Walmart for $3 <laughs> um, this, The tra- uh, transformation stories of people Since I'm now on a transformation uh, journey myself I've been trying to find uh, stories about people Who were my age And I've been listening to all their stories And like I said, not to toot own horn, I'm a, I'm a ringer for this shit because I really have been doing it for years. I just haven't been able to get the diet right. Now I'm getting the diet right. Remember diet right? God, it's terrible. It was bad. It was oh. so bad. It's almost as bad as tab. Oh, tab, tab is terrible. delicious. Oh, you God. shut your mouth, both of you. Remember that Stewie drinking that tab? I was at I was at Anstead just now. One of the the I forget which the gas station with the subway, and they had twelve packs of tab of knee high peach. Oh, what? There was like there weren't other twelve packs. There was like a few other, but for some reason there was a stack. Somebody around there likes Nehi. They, they have a customer that yeah, special requested God, twelve packs of Nehi Peach. Fucking soda too. <laughs> Nehi Peach. Just just what you should do is just go get a peach. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Somehow they did recreate the fuzziness of the peach with that. The soda carbonation kind of. It's so yeah. fucking good, man. Nehi Peach I don't is like, like it. the best soda. It creeps me out. I don't like it. Science has gone too far. I used to get one after karate class when I first started karate. I remember there was a thing. We'd stop at the little store mm-hmm. right you know, down the hill from here. This apartment's now. Used to call it the little store. They used to make really good uh, pepperoni rolls. They had all kinds of good shit. There. Oh, yeah. They had the slush puppies. Oh, shit, man. Uh, then the one, the lady and her daughter took over, and they make cinnamon rolls this fucking big. As big as your head. They were <laughs> cinnamon rolls as big as your head. <laughs> um. Well, that was good. There was one guy who was just like me. Only he's he wasn't as big as I am. He's like he was played football and you know was active and stuff. And then he got in shape. Man, he looks great. You know, so I'm sitting there thinking I can look every bit as good as any one of these guys. 
better than most of them probably. So um, that was cool. And then the ones that don't even concern me, like the the older women, like there was one this girl who was over three hundred pounds, and then she just wanted to lose weight. And now she looks great. She's like a celebrity, Instagram and YouTube celebrity now, and she helps people and. Um, that was cool. Keto diet is cool because um, it sucks. And then at one point, I ate a bunch of eggs, and I don't know what it is about eggs. They hit my fucking brain, and all of a sudden, I'm sharper and you know what I mean, funnier and all kinds of stuff. Well, well, in my own head. Okay, you're funny to you, cocksucker. These uh, the, the the listeners have the, a different opinion, and uh, you know who's to say they're right or they're wrong. Yeah, they I mean, like you. It is very conditional, though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead I'm not the one that's saying it these are, this is, these are the comments you know these are in the wind I don't, <laughs> I tell, you know um, I'm hearing things from people <laughs> from a lot of people um, then a couple of the, my favorite things happened today like I got my, my cat is getting way too fucking fat so because I'm just spoiler rotten keto cat <laughs> Ooh, so, keto kitty that that see there's there's your ticket to Instagram fame fuck yeah you do before a before picture of your cat and then cats always eat keto they can't the they can't eat other they can't well eat then it. you just <laughs> well I mean are you feeding her like cake or anything or they wouldn't eat it they can't taste sweet hmm. well then I don't know what the fuck to do they just eat too much is their problem just, so just uh, leave some trash out in the basement <laughs> And then attract rats. Tell her to go to town. Earn your food, you little cunt. It's time to put up or shut up. Let me tell you something, cat. Evolution designed you. Now let's get that. Design. You are a murderer. You are a murderer. You're in inside your soul. You you are a murderer. Cats, house cats, kill more than you anything are a on the face Disney of the villain. Now let's fucking go at it. Um, no, but I bought her the. I bought her a bag of like you know it's high end cat food, but it's dry food. And I put it down and. <coughs> And she always meows when I come in because she knows I'm going to feed her. So I dump this food in, and then she just bites, takes a little bite of it because she's so excited she's not really paying attention. Then she just shoots me this look. She looks at me. <laughs> then I walk away, and then she's like questioning meows, rubbing my leg around. It's like, is this it? You know? <laughs> and then she's so disgusted with me. She was laying in a fucking bedroom, not even come out of the bedroom because she was mad at me. <laughs> fucking asshole. She's laying down. I usually get cans of fucking tuna and you know because i was feeding her tuna and all kinds of shit she's gonna chicken. have mercury poisoning i love it i, I fed, her, <laughs> fed her chicken i fed her you know when i would get kfc i would strip some off a bone and put it in her bowl for her and feed her that way it's fucking terrible it's awful for her but um but then would, you do the thing what do the thing i said put, just leave some scraps in your basement let rats start gathering and then just i don't know put how her that, down there for a week i don't know how effective she'd be um they're all effective. Well, that's I guess. Is she declawed? No. Well, let her fucking. I don't believe in that. She that's, will go hang. That is a terrible thing to do to a cat. Yeah, they I can't agree. defend themselves. Um, but then I was listening to uh, right before I came up. I was listening to Bill Burr and Nia like on the podcast, mm-hmm. and you have never heard two more people in love in your life with. Talk so much fucking shit to each other. Oh yeah, they're tw- and it's great, but, but but that's the reason they're in love because they're so that comfortable with each other. And they were having an argument about he was on his laptop and she had gone to bed and she caught him like <laughs> he was claiming I was on the IMDb and uh, there was this actress. I've heard this argument. And, <laughs> no, you fucking prick! And she's, and she's actually getting mad on the podcast, and he's he keeps needling her like he knows how to make her mad. He keeps on doing it on purpose. He does that laugh. <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> um, so it, may, it makes you want to fall in love with a black woman? <laughs> a woman in general. I mean, no, uh, just, no, just uh, those relationships are the best where you're, nobody's on eggshells. And you love each other. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to fight and you're going to call each other every name in the book. But it's never really a threat to the relationship. There are that is a rare relationship nowadays. I mean, I would say that's a rare relationship. Period. You know, even people used to get married to stay married because that's what you're supposed to do. But they fucking despise each other. You know, then you get two people who married to each other, love each other, but but can go through periods where they're really angry with each other. But it doesn't change anything because that that the baseline does not change. We're in love. We're just mad at each other right now. You know, unless there's a deal breaker. You know, then it like, and th- and I get the impression with Bill Burr, there's not gonna be like, he's not that kind of guy. I mean, he's just he talks a lot of shit, and he's and he's not some kind of fucking you know yes dear kind of guy, but he's not a piece of shit either. I mean, he's he's he sticks with his wife, he loves his wife, you know. So it's you know, and, and he looks at other women, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna look at women, what I'm a fucking guy, you know, and he makes no secret of it. And what she says is cool. She's like, yeah, and I don't care about that. But now when you're in the fucking bed with me, laying right beside me, you <laughs> fucking prick. You know? <laughs> he says, so so is that the is that the line of demarcation right there? She's like, yeah. He's like, okay, as long as we got that straightened out. And he's you know, and I listened to a couple of them. They were just, I don't really like her. She's got a lot of charisma, you know. She's, I can see why uh, they got together because they're. You know they're 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 very similar, and I just I kind of like to listen to them. So I listened to a few clips. It was, it was on YouTube, and just let them play. You know, so she comes. I haven't listened to his podcast in a while, but she comes on periodically, and they just get kind. They kind of do the same thing where they just kind of bitch at each other. Yeah, for the entire time. Hey Nia, <laughs> I can't find the fucking plug. <laughs> she's in the kitchen making myself making me a sandwich like she's supposed to. <laughs> And she comes in the room. Why are you talking shit? You know, she's got like, she's like a writer and producer and shit in Hollywood too. Is she? Yeah. So they're kind of a power. She's couple. done some things. Not like she's not anywhere on his level. Well, no. But uh, she's she's done some a few. But he's things. a fairly recent phenomenon. I've, you know, I used to. I went through a Bill Burr, an, an overnight success. It took him twenty five years to. Well, yeah, nobody just. <laughs> yeah, clicked. I know. I, yeah, 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 I mean, it's. Um, and I've been on a Bill Burr kick lately because. One of my favorite things now to do is I love watching the specials, but I also watch like I also watch like like watching these YouTube clips where people are watching his stuff and getting reactions out of it. You know, because laughing with somebody is always easier to laugh. So, you know, and some people I don't think I've seen one yet where they were offended. You know, it's if you're offended, then you're fuck you. You know, it, there's nothing to be offended by. You know, unless you're just that's the whole genre of things is uh, black people watching white people stuff. Well, sure, or listening to white people music. Or, yeah, there's one guy who listens to uh, the guy that did Freebird. He never heard Freebird. There's that before. one. There, and then there's one where a guy was listening to "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd, Ooh. and it brought him to tears. Like he was, I can see that. My, I had a friend Cecil who imagine was a, never hearing that your entire life, and you're like in sure. your thirties or something. Well, I my I had a friend Cecil. When we worked together at Hooters. Cecil was from uh, the Bronx, and uh, South South Bronx. I don't know. He was. He was. Uh, from deep in there, man. I mean, Did he, he know Biggie? That's, that's Jamaica. Brooklyn. That's Jamaica Queens. Oh, yeah. um, he was, but he. We were listening to music, and he knew I liked music, and he had, he loved all kinds of music. He was a big Nirvana fan, like he's a huge Nirvana fan, and he liked hip hop, of course. I mean, he was because he's from, 
you know, that's a, a big street scene. You know, he was involved in music. So I said, I want to play you a song I know you'll love. And I threw on Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. He was sitting there crying in the kitchen. Like, listen to it. Like, you know, like this. I was like, is it that? You know, I was like, I love that song. And yeah, it's, it's almost done that to me before. He's like, man, that's a beautiful fucking song. And then he left. He fell in love with Van Morrison from thereafter. Like, huh. I played him a bunch of Van Morrison. He's like, how come I never heard of this guy? Like, I don't know. He's fucking a little squatty Irish guy. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> oh, and my favorite tagline with him is uh, he's living proof the Irish have a soul. You know, he's he's the fucking guy. You didn't make it all the way to the end of the Irishman. Did you? No. Okay, the end theme is by Robbie Robertson from the band and Van Morrison. Oh, sweet. It's called I Heard You Paint Houses. Shit, I need to hear that. Um, yeah, Van Morrison's. I don't even know what my favorite song by him is. I mean, it, it, that's such a tough call. Um, I like him better than Jim Morrison. I'll tell you that right now. Jim Morrison's going to eat a fucking dick. I hate the fucking doors. They're so <laughs> bad. They're very. They're good for uh, when you're first discovering music that you think is deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's how you judge somebody's you know maturity level is you know if they're so into the doors and they have posters of Jim Morrison. You know, I'm like. If you're in your mid twenties and you're still doing that's like, oh, well, I mean that's on the line. If you're in your thirties and forties and still have that shit, you are hopelessly emotionally stunted. The music is good though; it's not bad, but, just, but it's not. It's not. It's not nearly as good as anybody thinks it is. I mean, it's, I agree. Oh god, it's such a great song. Imagine like I don't know what else songs, be it this song or Freebird or Wish You Were Here. Being able to go back and hear it for the first time. Oh God, that's that'd be such a. It's so fucking good. There was a girl at Carolina Beach. But there's a lot of girls. Had a, I had a thing for, and this was her favorite song, and I would always play it. You know. Um. And uh, you know, I've, I like his old, more you know R and B songs like. Uh, Jackie Robbins, Jack, Jackie Wilson said, "Have you ever heard that song?" I'm sure I have. I mean, that's a that's a great song. I just uh, I think Van Morrison is. Uh, my dad loves him a lot, um, and we f- grew up listening to him fair, you know, fairly often. And it never really clicked because you know you automatically hate what your parents like. You know, it's just the I did not default mode. Well, if you have animus towards a parent, which most kids do, you know, you usually. React that way I did a little bit Towards my dad But also I was like oh, He's got good taste I mean He likes Neil Young He likes the Stones Well I, was, I did kind of rebel Against the Stones a little bit Like the I, Beatles are better And they are But I don't like the Stones I like the Stones mm. uh, It's it's hit me Like in the last few years Like I, I like a lot of I mean I'm not a Stones fan Right Per se But I do like a lot of their I don't songs. like the Who I, don't I love like the Who it. I don't I, I love the Beatles But I just I'd say the Who is probably my Who I play guitar like the most You see you I don't do that but Like I beat the <laughs> shit Out of my strings So I do the Bring thing yeah. with That a lot uh, If you listen to enough You can the, Well the thing about thing it is too I, that, that is A misconception That I can Disagree That I think a band That I like them But that doesn't I'm not saying They're not good Like I'm not saying The Rolling Stones Or The Who Aren't good I'm saying they are good But I just don't care It's just not it. your cup of tea I, There are some bands That I will say aren't good And that's the reason I don't like them Kiss, Shine down Shine down Fucking John, yeah, I know you got something you can add to this. Yeah. Creed, <laughs> oh, uh, Nickelback. No, I won't say they're not good. Yeah, I won't say they're not good. Well, 
It's it's. Uh, I know it's in vogue and has has been for a long time to fuck to talk shit about Nickelback. They're not as bad as Creed no. or uh, Shine Down. God, Shine Down. I work with two of my friends at a kitchen, and I had to make sure I always got there first, so you could have, or so I could have the radio and not have to listen to fucking Shine Down <laughs> or the Shine Down Station, which was even worse because they were dredging up bands Shine Down that were and worse things than that are Shinedown. derivative of Shine Down. <laughs> like how the fuck, you know? I looked at him one time. People I, that are influenced, influenced <laughs> by Shine Down. I looked at him one time. I said, "How the fuck do you guys listen to this shit?" <laughs> What in the goddamn fuck is wrong with you kids? You're both rational. It's not like you're old, reasonably old intelligent. Them. Yeah. You're not being no. a boomer about it. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking, you know. But they did that with me with like Sturgill. I was like, you obviously don't know what's good. You know, if you no. can th- not like that. I don't know. I mean, some people just don't like Sturgill or shit. Certain things. But there's people that don't like I the never, I, There's no person I've ever played Sturgill for. That they haven't liked them, or at least respected what they exactly. Do. But like, there are people that don't like the Beatles. They like, they just say oh, the Beatles fucking, are overrated. Like, that's a okay. Cool, that's a cool, being cool thing. Fine, yeah. You, you don't like the cool, whatever. Yeah. Just, just realize that whoever you like really likes the Beatles. You fucking idiot. Exactly. <laughs> 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 or how about this one? Kiss is the greatest band ever. Like, no, they're not. I've been in bands that are better than Kiss. <laughs> And I was never in a particularly I'm a good position. band. I'm a better musician than the guys in Kiss, and I've never played an instrument. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the light show. <laughs> yes. No, they're not the bad. Explosions. Yes, it's entertaining. Explosions. The, the hairy Hebrew chests. Just the the <laughs> tuft of chest hair on their fucking suits. Oh, okay. Just poking out. Lick it up. Lock it up. <laughs> I was getting ready to play that goddamn. You gonna play "Lick It Up"? No, I got, it's it's. Kiss does have a few good songs. Detroit Rock City ain't bad. That's rock and roll night's a fucking anthem. Beth, Beth is a pretty yeah. good song. Hard Luck Woman's not bad. Yeah, I mean they have good songs, but what I'm saying is they're not a good band, and they're pricks. Yeah, they don't, I don't think there's any. Two men can draw all the money and fuck anybody else who's in the band. And I don't like that. Uh, that uh, who's the the bass player? I can't remember. Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons. I don't like that he uh, married uh, Shannon Tweed, who I used to crank so much off to whenever I was a kid in those HBO late night movies. Yeah, who didn't? Man, she was built like a fucking brick shithouse. Big girl. Yeah, about seven foot four. She must have been a time traveler. (laughs) Um. No, and he was a, he's a, I usually don't like bass players playing with a pick. That kind of, oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't, do you? Because I played with a pick. Not you. The one summer that I played bass. I, was, I, I think I picked that up from Ben, where I was reading his bass magazines, and that was kind of like a separator. You know, all you know. the uh, probably all the punk bands you like, they probably play with a pick. You think? I'd say Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney played with a pick. Yeah, he's he did. Separate. He went both. Yeah, he played with a felt pick though. I bet. So it sounded like a finger pick. I don't know. I've never really cared. Yeah. I just, I just always was under the impression that meant they were slightly less talented. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I've seen lots of people play, play with picks. I've seen lots of guitar players that don't use picks. Lindsey Buckingham from the uh, Fleetwood Max doesn't use a pick. To play guitar? Yeah, he just, whenever he's playing like a rhythm, he just kind of hits it with his middle finger, I think, or his thumb oh, or something. That's impressive. And that's why he's got, he's got such a weird style. They had to get two people that are actually good guitar players to take his place on Fleetwood Mac now. 
because they fired him because him and um, Stevie Nicks couldn't get along. Are they still? They're in their fucking 70s, oh, and they God. still can't get along. Well, I mean, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of animus there between them. They're fucking... There's money to be made, and they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. I wonder which one of them wrote most, more of the songs. I would say Lindsay did. Well, I don't. I think whoever wrote the song sang it, sort of like a Beatles scenario there. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only one I can think that Lindsey Buckingham wrote is Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. And The Chain. I think he was The Chain, too, which is a big song. Hmm. I think he wrote a lot of the songs. I'm not real sure. Though. I'm sure there's, it was collaborative. Yet. Yeah. That's, it might have been one of those situations where everybody gets a uh, a piece, no matter what. No, because they were def- What's the Chrissy McVeigh? Is that her name? Yeah. McVie. McVie. Uh, there are definitely songs that it's like you can tell it's just it's just straight her. Like yeah, she, like the, she, the everywhere. Yeah, a that's a great things. song. Let's play that. Um, she's got all kinds of great ones. Um, what's the one that keeps coming up in my mix? I can't remember. My favorite Stevie Nicks song is not is not a Fleetwood Mac song. It's a Stevie Nicks song. She's got some good ones. Yeah, she does. My favorite real good one. Stevie Nicks song is "Stop Dragging My Heart Around." That's a good song with uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Insider. With Tom Petty and Heartbreakers, they, it's they're just complete. I was mess. not shitting on her saying that he wrote the songs. I was just saying that he seems to be more of the uh, structured musician. Oh, probably. God, that's a great fucking song. I was not a McVie fan for a while. Then this song just kind of crept in. She's like the George Harrison, yeah, of the incredibly talented, but nobody knows it. People don't give her enough credit. This is very '80s too, because it was from the '80s. Yeah, it's a great fucking song. It's almost, you know, that's almost a Talking Heads song. Yeah. Real, uh, it's a real Talking Heads song. Just, it just lacks David Byrne in there weirding it up. Yeah, the staccato type. <laughs> you know that I'm falling and I don't want to say. Uh-huh. I'm still a lot of, I'll even show. You know that I'm proud and I can't get the words. It's more of that 80s African oh, shit. Yeah. She has an interesting voice too. Everybody in that band had a completely different. Yeah, they were all. Voice. It's a very eclectic group of people, you know. I always felt bad for Mick Fleetwood though. He was kind of a goofy bastard. Yeah, and then he got used. Stevie Nicks used him to make Lindsay mad, you know. So, and he, which one's Mick he, Fleetwood? He really Is he the bass player or the, the drummer? drummer? The, the crazy looking guy, drummer, big bearded guy. Yeah. Um, I always felt I was being the nice guy, you know. That he got the nice guy treatment, you know. He's just like. They run to a guy like that when they get treated like shit, and then they're all essentially they're doing though is making the ass of the prick try to be jealous. So, you know, it, it's uh, whenever I heard the biography, I was just like, yeah, that that makes me not like Stevie Nicks so much. You know, oh, it's, Stevie Nicks, she was so hot, but she was so fucked up on drugs. <laughs> she I mean, was anybody, a child too. Well, she was like yeah, 17. that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, everybody was messed up on drugs. You know, they're all ch- they were all children. Everybody I mean, was in their twenties. Yeah, at least. exactly. So fucked. Except for I mean, Mick Fleet was. Like he was in a band in the he was in the Fleetwoods in the fifties, I believe. Oh, was he? So yeah. he was older. And then there was another Fleetwood Mac that was completely different in the sixties, and he just kept the name going whenever they actually got huh. big. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in the Fleetwoods. It's kind of another element of the boomer culture, like critique, is that like the, like Fleetwood Mac, they're they're a boomer band. Like the yeah, definitely they're epitome of like the boomer generation, and they lived through the free love shit. So when they were, you know. Like in college and, you know, senior high school, college, all, all that time. They were just, everybody was fucking, you know, they they had no, you know what I mean? They had the summer of love. They, they were. Woodstock. It yeah. was, it was fucking free love. Yeah. I mean, and. Um, they had 
and it wasn't like as before HIV. It was before like STDs sure. weren't a big deal. Like it was just different. And um, so they lived through that. And then, but yet, so they got that. But then when they grew up, they all became fundamentalist Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. you're, not having, exactly. you're not having sex until you're 30. Absolutely. <laughs> because they saw the damage it would do. Because even though they got to ride on that dragon, they, you know, they're like, oh, no, you can't do that. And it's, it's that way with everything. It's that yeah. way with economic policy. It's that way with... You know who's really not doing that? What's Gen more? X isn't doing that. They're they, not. They're not. They're just like fuck you. Do what you want. They partied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they partied through the whole Vietnam War anti-war movement, and now they're like, but 9/11, we've got to, but we, you know. Yeah, exactly. Is this uh, Stevie? Back. Yeah. Stevie oh Vicks. yeah. Uh, have you ever heard Vince McMahon do this? I have. <laughs> it's fucking horrid. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> 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 Stevie Nicks was a bad bitch, dude. She was fucking hot. Her talent and her swagger. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that made her. And she's not in my wheelhouse at all. Like she's yeah. she's thin. She's she got, but, she got a little bit of a pig nose. Yeah, I, actually, I kind of like. That, yeah, I'm, not, like, I'm um, just saying it's not for everybody. It's pug nosed. You know, that's actually kind of a. I kind of have that. I have a little bit of it too um, But No she's just that Just her talent And the way she conducts herself Made her hot So Let me play this Oh shit This is the most Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Song there ever was too It has all the shit That Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Songs has She fucked Tom. Oh, Tom fucks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's getting in there. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, she's so hot right there. This is uh, midway through the Coke habit, Stevie Nicks. This is not the low end yet. This is like 81 or 82. Yeah, so, so this is, this is, I don't know if this is the height, but this is, this is also a very complicated harmony they're doing. And Tom Petty goes high. Hell yeah, dude! That's the shit right yeah, there. That's a good song. Everybody can suck my dick. That's a great. If you don't song. like this fucking song, see, I would like to see a resurgence of that kind of music. I do. That's a great. No, I'm just talking about that kind of music. You want Tom Petty to come back from the grave? Well, of course, but I'm saying if, <laughs> if, if we could get a... Re- I've been trying to find someone <laughs> to do a seance with me. Dutch, I don't know what that shovel over there is for, but we're not fucking doing it. We're not fucking doing it. We're going to fucking Gainesville, Florida, you son of a bitch, and we're digging up Tom. He probably got... A, a gator's probably bit at his fucking grave. He probably dug in there and fucking ate it. Here it comes. Boom. So fucking good. There's a little heat there. Oh yeah. It's one of those things. Tom's one of those crazy talented guys. He's low key. He's he was getting. One. Imagine if a guy like Tom Petty came around nowadays. You'd never hear about him. He'd be writing oh, no. songs for somebody exactly. else. Exactly. It's. 
it's so about image now, and, and it maybe I hope I was hoping that was shifting, but it's it's not shifted back the way I thought it was. It's just gone worse. You know, you have people who have absolutely no talent, and they get into music because of autotune and all that shit, and they can and they can make, you know, well, just being able to ma- manipulate the programs and stuff is a sort of talent. It is, but but that's I don't know, man. Or is it a skill? I don't know. Aren't talent and skill in the same? They're in the same pod. It could be both or either or one or. Or just one or just the other. It's like, and I know you're going to call me on this because I always attack her. It's like the, uh, you know, the hip hop with like uh, Slim Jesus and, and Bad Baby and all that. It's, Don't you dare besperts <laughs> the name of Bad Baby. Uh, we've been through this. Bad Baby is a bad bitch. She's the greatest rapper of our generation. God, she's worthless. I, just, I love Bad Baby. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> we're stands. We're Bad Baby stands. We write letters. I follow her on Dear Bad I Baby. I wrote you his letter. I hope that's not really true. She's John. awesome. It's 100 percent true. I, I respect her. Why do you respect her? Because that piece of shit, Doctor Phil, tried to do what he does yeah. and exploit people. He did and bring people on her show and try to exploit, it, and she flipped the script on his stupid bald redneck dumb. Ass. Actually, that is a good point. And that she's is a made fair a, point. and she's made an amazing career for herself. Bought her mom's house for her, and now she's making millions of dollars making music that's legitimately pretty good. It's not terrible. The beats are not terrible. Of course, she's not doing the beats. I heard it. I don't like it. And it's not the beats. She's got. She's got swag. She's got it. She's got swag for days. She's not a musician yet, and maybe she is by now, but she can she's creating and she's she's put she's creating content she's working on social media every day working with her fan base building her fans she's doing internet capitalism textbook Fair enough. and anybody that knows anything about business and like what that means in in a in a capital in, okay. in an internet based economy can look at that and see the the bones of what she's doing. Can't deny that that she's doing it. Well, right. okay, then I'll give her what I give Master P. I despise his fucking music. I think it's the worst shit. Well, I've Master P is but, a genius, but but he did build something out of nothing. And and the man is a no limit soldier, dude. I mean, he he was selling fucking. I mean, he did everything himself. He did all that music himself, even though it's shit. People wanted it and bought it. I think it's garbage, but a lot of people didn't. The bass has turned up way too high in most of it. Well, I mean, it's just. Crap. I mean, I just don't like it. It's like her music. I think it's just shit. But that people want to buy it. So I do respect that somebody doing something that they want to do and have a passion for, even if I don't like it, that doesn't, who the fuck am I? It doesn't mean anything. You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I, there's there's that. I guess I'll have you, you get you get one more besmirching of bad baby. <laughs> well, you one don't more. you don't know what's going to happen. I'm besmir- besmirch her one more time. I mean, you besmirch her it's, too it's many like, times. Like, bad baby shows up ready like, to give you them like things. Hill, it's like bad baby shows up ready to chuck them things. That's all I'm saying. It's like Hank Hill telling Peggy one two. Danielle Brajoli is coming here to whoop that ass. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, uh, and I'm not going to stop her. I'm not trying to like get away that. Tornado. I don't like Doctor Phil. Either. I love Doctor Phil. I mean. Yeah. I don't like him. Phil McGraw. I've never watched. He sounds his show. like somebody from Jody or something. Uh, he was on Rogan one time. He seemed like a nice guy. I'm not saying people <laughs> from Jody are bad. I'm just saying he. It's just. I'm confused. Is this going to be a favorite thing for you, John? Oh uh, no, this is the same. T- we're conti- I'm continuing on the same topic here. White oh Porsche. Uh, you don't <laughs> like this song. <laughs> Hi, bitch. Hi, bitch. Hi, bitch. Hi, bitch. I do not sniff it to roll it. No. It do not jump when I pull it. No. I do not run out of love. I want to 
want to work a heavy bag to this. Are you fucking serious with this shit? She's like 15 years old when she did this. I don't give a fuck how she is. I want to hear you rap at 15. Fucking Mozart was making symphonies at 15. I don't want to have have an argument. You had less to do then. There was less to entertain yourself with. You had to become good at symphonies. Mozart Mozart was trained from the time he was a baby to be professional at music. This gal... Came from the came from you know the trailer park with a crazy mom yeah in in the hood. I'm just saying. One more besmirchment. She's gonna come here and give you them things. Okay. Just letting you know that beat's fat. That beat is fat. They drop the beat there real quick. You know that's fucking tight. No, it isn't. It's fucking hot. That shit slaps. And the and the original video comes out and um. She's leading a, a. She's got a white horse, like a giant white horse, <laughs> pulling a white convertible, and she's like, she's like leading it or something, and it's like all S and M. It's like it's freaky. It's, I mean, like the video concept is, is is off the chain too. I don't know if that's her, but she's the voice. That's of what I was getting ready to say. I mean, she's how our much Kurt she Cobain. Come up with that. She's our Kurt. Cobain. I, I think she comes up with a lot of tent. I think she does. She is our. She's, she, she's not our Kirk Cobain. She's, Kirk actually, was our she's Kirk actually running her own social media, so if you can tell that it's her by her language, and she's doing like, but she's video. probably not unintelligent. That has she's, nothing to do she's with. She's highly I mean, intelligent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't care for. I don't. I don't. She's our John Lennon. I don't like the flavor. I, that's just that's that's the point. I don't. She's like our it. John Lennon. It's like the Who and people like that. I don't like them either, but that doesn't and mean it's I also, think they're bad. And it's also an element. Well, no, of, let me. That's different. It's like the most bland thing you can do. Is like dislike and talk shit about Daniel Bergoli. Like yeah. the most boring, She's the best, the most boring, like mindless people in the world are the ones who spend time on the internet talking shit about Daniel Bergoli. Like they're the, yeah, they're the that, worst. But I don't. Like I'm not her. saying. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not putting you in that box. I'm just saying, it's like, um, you know what I mean. So, so I as, see what you're saying. As a yes. contrarian, my natural response is to be well, actually, uh, she's got a lot going for her. You know, it's like the thing where everybody has spent. The better part of two decades shitting on the Kardashians. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian is now objectively a better person than all of us. Even if she is a vapid twat most of the time, she's changing just by being a famous chick with a big ass and nice tits and talking to the president. She's changing criminal justice reform. She's, okay, there, there's that point. It's, but it's, it's 17 people it's, have been it's the freed. Duali- the duality of man. Yeah. She's this, but she's also the freedom fighter. For underdogs, and she is. She's she's I'm she's going to get marijuana I'm legalized. I'm sorry, I just saw her standing in like camo with her ass, <laughs> with the ass cut out of yeah. her. <laughs> that's, that's a form of community service. Yeah. She's. Have going, you ever seen un, undoctored pictures of her? Yeah, they're not. It, great. It's not good at all. She was so gorgeous before she did all that. She too. was. But Joe Rogan had a whole thing about that, saying, you know, then he showed all these chicks with all these real muscle asses that are just fucking. Yeah, he, his thing is just do squats. Yeah. And he's Please. absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's uh, changing uh, the way they're treating nonviolent offenders, which thing. is fucking yeah, great. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Because at any time, I can, I can be a nonviolent for, drug offender. I can say <laughs> that about anybody. Good for them without liking them. I mean, that doesn't make me like them. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people that spend a lot of time just sure shitting, not. And I shitting to, upon. Well, and I used to be one of those people. Like I would, But now I'm just like, well, I don't have time for it. And what is it accomplishing? You know what I mean? And let them do what they do. I don't care. But I am saying that the reason it made me so upset that the, they were the way they were is I thought it was a dumbing down of America. But fuck, we're already here. <laughs> <laughs> How much worse can it get? So, <laughs> I mean, idiocracy is... 
It is a valid future. RoboCop was a valid future. We have we are one fucking cop getting his arm blown away, blown off from getting a fucking RoboCop in Detroit. I mean, we're just that's how bad shit's gotten. So I don't get and, and you know and also again the testosterone has way calmed me down. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff anymore. I really don't care. And if somebody is succeeding, good for them. Good for them. I don't care. Um. However, that does not make me like things that I'm not going to like. I'm not going to like her music. I'm not going to watch the Kardashian show. I'm not going to. I'm not, res- I'm I'm not, not going to watch the Kardashian yeah, show. I know, I've I, never I, watched a second I, of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just, I don't care. I just I mean, like sharing just, that article because uh, I see people shitting on the Kardashians all the time. Well, but sharing the article where she's actually making that, good change in the it's world. It's that pile on thing, you know. Well, they're garbage. Well, yeah, they are. But that's been said. Why, you know, why don't you? You know, you're, that's not original thought. To 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 yeah, talk shit about somebody like that, you know, it's just that. Yeah, it's kind of what, it's like it's like the the most blandest, characterless point that you could make is like it's boy, always those, more fun to boy, stick those, up for those people. Boy, those Kardashians sure are trash, or, or you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like uh, you I know what I mean. Imagine, I just imagine being at a party and a guy come up to me and saying that, be like, yeah, and it's the same. And and, and I put it on the part <laughs> that Daniel Bergoli is a brat. <laughs> Yeah, year olds are brats. I, I bet that hurts her feelings <laughs> when she's rolling in the fucking dough. Without ever, ever having a real fucking she job. She Scrooge McDuckin into a pile of money. <laughs> yeah, you really hurt her feelings. I love that Scrooge McDuckin. <laughs> Scrooge McDuckin. That's getting written down. <laughs> you ever see when Peter went Scrooge McDuckin? No! Oh, <laughs> it's not a liquid. It's many small solids. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching some DuckTales lately. Good fucking cartoon. Have you watched the newest one yet? It's got a lot of great people in it. I didn't even know that was out. It should be on Disney Plus. Is it a movie? No, it's like a series that they did. I think it's got maybe two or three seasons. It's got Jean Ralphio voices one of them. The guy that voiced yeah, that yeah, is Jean yeah. Ralphio. I forget his name. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. I remembered his name. He voices one of them. One of the, um, I believe, one of the uh, girls from Garfunkel and Oates. One of the Doctor Who's did one of the. Uh, did yeah. Some, yeah. It voices somebody in that fucking show. I forget who all's in it, but it's got a lot of cool people. Uh, Horatio, not Horatio Sands, but Bobby Moynihan from SNL yeah, voices yeah. somebody in it. It's supposed to be pretty Disney, fun. I mean, Disney used to have, their cartoons used to be fucking, but here they always had the same symptom. They would start out, and Warner Brothers did this too a lot. They would start out great. The animation was flawless and all this stuff, and all of a sudden they just, the A, the a team, I guess, had made their money, so they started handing it, handing it down to less good people, writers and animators, all that shit. By the end, it was just fucking scribbles and have, here, here's what they did that week. You know, they didn't <laughs> give a fuck. Um, like, DuckTales originally was like interconnected stories over an arc. That's hard to do in a fucking cartoon, you know, and have kids care, but they did it. Because I remember I was just like, would watch enthralled gummy bears was one of those that cartoon they were had, bouncing had an, here and there and everywhere they had an overarching they had an had an arc in the whole fucking cartoon they had episodes that were inter, interdependent but the whole thing was an arc where they were trying to find the other gummy bears and all kind of stuff and by the end they had found a few of them and there's all this cool fucking technology and stuff a really cool fucking cartoon gummy bears is awesome yeah it was great i watched it every week i remember the one where the one uh the he was i guess the he was the handyman uh, gummy bear had built that suit of armor and he, it was like a fucking automaton, you know, and he yeah. was inside of that was fucking awesome. Like, cause he was, he was swinging around and knocking those fucking ogres over. And he spit uh, oil in one of his face. Like, this is so awesome. You know, and he's like uh, a little iron man. Yeah. Basically it was. Yeah. There is exactly. Um, there was one of them. He had a really cool assassin type guy who had like um, 
fuck. I actually stole him and put him in a story. Um, he had crossbow, like he was kind of like uh, Clint Eastwood. He had a hat you couldn't really see his face, and a and a and a cape, and he had these uh, hand crossbows, and like he had all that. He could do all this cool shit, and he couldn't stop him. Like they tried to throw shit in his way, and he'd climb over it. You know, it was it's just a really cool fucking thing. Fuck yeah, dude! Just extremely well. Let's talk about gummy bears for the next hour. Shit, I mean, there was. There was one episode, see, they would always come really close to finding the other gummy bears, like the ancient gummies. They had left and were somewhere over the ocean or something. I don't even know where the so hell they were. like the children of the forest. Basically, yes. Well, because I mean, the people, you know, most people didn't believe the gummy bears existed. Sure, yeah. So, so there's, there were not very many of them around. Right. And they, they even were thinking that the other gummy bears weren't around. The only one who believed it was that wizard. Zummy Gummy, I remember his fucking name. Um, and... There was one where they had this thing where they were shooting messages back and forth through light and would write down what they were saying. That was fu- I was like, that's fucking awesome. You know, that's a cool fucking idea. I mean, it's it was very it was almost high fantasy concepts on a goofy fucking Disney kids show. That's one thing that they did. The writers, you could tell the writers were extremely creative and wanted to write something that they could be proud of. And that 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 that, that interested them as well. I was like, OK, now we're not going to slapdash something together like fucking. Uh, give me a good example of some shitty cartoons. Fucking Hanna Barbera, fucking fart. Oh, come out. on. <laughs> We've been a couple years without you trashing Hanna Barbera. <laughs> yeah, the Hanna Barbera rant was an infamous fucking episode. <laughs> check, check, check. We're back. Okay, we had a bit of a technical difficulty there. My computer just decided to shut down, but you were in the middle of a Hanna Barbera rant, and I told you it's been so long. No, I was saying that uh, Disney. Really attempted to make a fine, you know, product. They tried to string something together, and then Hanna Barbera would just slap some shit together and throw it up on the screen. And they, they had a formula, and it worked almost every time, you know. But it was garbage. I mean, it's complete. Yeah. I mean, you had Scooby Doo, and then after Scooby Doo, you had so many different permutations of fucking Scooby Doo. You had New Sclue, you had fucking uh, Funky Phantom, you had all these other. They're garbage as fuck. Horrible, you know. You probably don't remember half of them. No, yeah, not, I mean, not memorable. I mean, yeah, because they were just complete shit. And they didn't last, but it was just always solving mysteries. I mean, that was always the thing, and it was always some kind of a few kids. One of them always had to look like Shaggy, kind of, and then one always kind of had to look like Fred. Velma and Daphne were kind of interchangeable. Like they, they you could, they had to have a couple girls, but they didn't quite look like them. He's speed buggy. That's another fucking Scooby Doo clone. Yeah. I mean, they were just cloning it out, and they were making money off of it. But it was complete shit, yeah. and they didn't care that the stories went nowhere. They didn't care that you know it was. And then they were doing the thing where they had fucking uh, celebrities on, but the only they were not actually in the studio with them, you know, doing it. They would have them come in and do their dialogue separately, you know. And a lot of cartoons did this. The Brady Bunch cartoon did that. And that was by Filmation, you know, who was who was also notorious for He Man, you know. Although He Man was a good cartoon, um, you know, I just anything. This is actually a discussion that I, that we had at work because somebody tried to cut on me for working at Tudors, you know, it, almost in a nice way, you know, kind of messing with me way, but kind of being a dick. And because he said, "Yeah, you can teach us how to do biscuits," uh-huh. you know, that's a skill. I was like, "It is a fucking skill." I said, baking and and making food is a fucking skill. Being a line cook is a skill. I said, anything that you can take, you can take anything and turn it into art. And the reason I say that is there's a guy, we went and, I, and this story, 
stuck has stuck with me for the rest of my life. But I just now just suddenly remembered it the other day when I was saying that. We went into a greasy spoon restaurant with Dad. We went to the to the beach, and you know we'd all eaten and we're just sitting there waiting for him to finish his cigarette and his coffee. We're getting ready to leave. You know, well there's this giant uh, black dude. He's a he was a uh, bus boy come over. And he was busting the table. He was more of a bus man. <laughs> he was a big dude, man. He's and uh, he's actually had talked to us. He's real friendly, and he had learned a system to how to bust a table, and it was like, you know, watching a machine. Choo, choo, choo. You know, he could do it real fast. And it was a thing. It was a beautiful thing to watch. I'm like, man, this guy's so fucking good at this. You know, there are people who made to do that in, host, in uh, hotels with beds. You know, they whoo whoo, and they get it done real fast, and you know, they're just. Human beings are amazing in the fact that we can take anything and turn it into something. You know what I mean? Even something so mundane and shitty. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people just don't know how to fucking uh, swing a mop. Well, sure. Like mopping, like there's a way to mop the floor to get it clean. Absolutely. And you don't leave puddles behind and you don't leave dry spots behind. You get right. the whole area moist mm. and then you make sure that it's hot so that it evaporates quickly. He's <laughs> like when he says moist <laughs> and hot. Mm. <laughs> No, um, mm. well, it's like line cooks. You know, people have such a disdain for line cooks. I have been around some line cooks, and I'm one of them. That my only problem with me being a line cook, my own, my my fault. Uh, everybody has an Achilles heel. I get mad when when people are not patient with things and don't understand how it's running, and I start to get in a server's face. It always happens because he always has some dumb shit server. Who always has to fucking yak at you? Whereas this is like it's coming. Do you not see the restaurant full of fucking people sitting out there? They gotta wait. That's the way shit goes, you know. And they think their food takes precedence. I don't give a fuck about your tip. I'm sorry. That's the way it goes. You know, we're trying to get the food out as good as as, as quickly as it can. We do want you to make money, all that stuff. But that's the way it goes. And I mean, you worked in the restaurant biz. You know how that goes. I mean, sometimes it just sucks. There is such a thing as in a restaurant as being, as being too busy. Nobody's making any money. Except the people who own the fucking place. You know what I mean? So, anyway. I would get mad at that, and I would always blow up at a server. But other than that, it's like a fucking machine. Chomp, chomp, throwing food out. You know what I mean? And it is an, it is an art. You know, because you have to know where your food is. You have to know how much stuff cooks without even looking at it. You know, I'm reaching behind me, grabbing shit, throwing it on a plate, throwing it in the window. Now, I'm a better expo than I am anything. But there was, you know, case in point, there was this one guy, this... District manager come down He's a fucking cocksucker And he's saying how bad we are at stuff He said I can do a thousand dollar hour by myself I was like is that right Which that is never true by the way <laughs> And he I put him on expo Or he put himself on expo It's like hey, expo No all expo You just run the egg grill Basically tell him I'm not good enough to do it So I am purposely What is expo exactly You're Ex- putting the food in the window Expediter Yeah You're you're basically yeah, You're the middleman between The server and the cooks and, and, you're, and you're making sure that they get the right food in the right order and that, right. that communication is, a, is happening. It is a, so that the cooks and the servers aren't screaming at each other. Exactly. And I was really good at that. Like, I was good at, you know, saying, you come here and you take this, you know what I mean? Like, and and dig it. I'm, I'm, one of my skills is digging a kitchen out of fucking being in the weeds. Like, ironically enough. They me, call him the weed whack. <laughs> ironically enough, me saying this, everybody calm the fuck down. Let's fix this. <laughs> me saying that, everybody laughs because that doesn't seem like me. But in the kitchen, it always was. You know, somebody be freaking out and be like, man, it's fine. Just stand over there. We're going to do this. All right. What's first? And then you just, just digging yourself out. You know what I mean? Always good at that. But this fucking asshole came in. And he put me on the egg grill and I was on purpose killing him. Just 
There you go. There you go. There you go. He has eggs stacked up everywhere. It's like, those are getting cold. Where You know, it's like all this stuff. <laughs> and he's like looking for us like, oh, what, man? I thought you could do a thousand dollar by hour by yourself. You know, he's sitting there. Does he have to plate it and everything? Yes. Okay. And, and he's just he was so full of shit. And I knew he was full of shit before he ever fucking said it, you know, and. And then I and then I just oh, I was beautiful. I moved him out of the way. Said, "Here's what you do: stand over there and hand me the eggs." I started fucking doing it and putting it out. And then I took my apron off and went back and sat down after where I dug us out. It's on a Sunday, Sunday at fucking Cracker Barrel, mm. Widowmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people. They call him the womb rick. <laughs> I've seen people always drop dead from heart attacks <laughs> and we're fucking working a. I've really seen a couple people have heart attacks working in kitchens because they can't handle the fucking stress. I mean, it's just it's it's so Look, fucking stressful. People disrespect the uh, line cooks, but every famous chef you've ever seen loves their line cook. They're a line cook. Yeah. They were a line cook in the beginning, and now they got tattoos all over them, and for some reason they're famous. They're- yeah, <laughs> I mean, but the thing about it is, the ones who were, you can always pick them out. The ones who weren't line cooks first and then become chefs are shit. They can't fucking do anything. You know how many line cooks? I, I mean, it's chefs I've told to stand over there and get in my fucking way. I've done that to at least three chefs that I know of. Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> put him in the Death Valley Dropper. <laughs> Fuck them up. None of them famous. I was just like, I was just like Dude. Anthony Bourdain, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> he killed Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> and, and oddly enough, Yan from Yan can't cook. Yan can't cook. Yan can suck this dick. <laughs> walk with Yan. He can walk right out the fucking. Hey, door. Emerald, suck on these nuts. <laughs> no, actually, I can tell Emerald would be a good line cook. He's got he's got that thing. Anthony Bourdain probably would have been a good line cook. Um, He'd be a good hang if nothing else. It's half of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody to do heroin and smoke with? Come on. <laughs> you need that guy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he die by hanging? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He's definitely a line cook. The depression? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> More like a rope cook. Oh, God. I, I just realized I made that joke without making the joke. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of confused. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I was like, he'd oh, be good to hang with. Yeah, I was he's like, just playing that was a off. good hang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so fucking brilliant that I don't even notice it sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Joe's coming out. Oh, of man. Somebody hired me to write on a show. Magnificent. Preferably, preferably one that uh, they let you say whatever they want on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good hang man. No, but my original so point, funny. My original point was is that somebody <laughs> fucking with me because they thought it would, and it did kind of get to me f- saying that what I did when I worked at Tudors and other places was shit and didn't mean anything. I've always told them, why don't you strap on an apron and see how you fucking do? None of them would, would be able to handle it. None of them. Mm. Not one person I've met in the in the blue collar sector could handle being a line cook. Yeah, it's a fucking rough job. I did it for like four shifts. Didn't like it. Yeah, dude. Didn't enjoy it. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah. You did it, didn't you? No, I never. You I went mean, for always front of the house? I mean, I've done, I did. I've you been, can't have a man this beautiful. I've been a dishwasher and I've done like food prep, but mm. I never, I never worked like. Line cooks. I never, I never joined the dark side. Line cooks are like the fucking. The offensive line of fucking of the of the restaurant. That's, I mean, I all, think, all I think the if work, I would, none of the respect. If I would have stuck with it, I probably would have been good at it. Yeah, but definitely. It was, they they put me by myself on my third day on a Sunday at Ponderosa, and I was like, oh, well, this God. is just this is absolutely ridiculous." But being yeah, a, definitely. But, but I worked at a place where you know the the title was barista, but really you're a server and a barista and a manager and a and the, and there's lots of food involved, like bagels and things like that. Oh yeah. And so, plus you're making all these different drinks, and you're there by yourself a lot of the time with no one there Fuck to help that. you, and like just like a, they have there's a parade, and you're working by yourself. That's a pressure. Deal cooker. with it. Yeah, fucking deal with it. Yeah, and you 
So I get the pressure. I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing where you're multi- the multitasking to to the extent of your brain and beyond. Exactly. To the point where like you can't when you're in the weeds and you're like you can't even remember who who got there. You know what I mean? You start to forget about people. John is like the honor line cook. We'd all look at him, give him that grudging nod. Like, yeah, that guy gets it. He's, he's oh yeah, and I <laughs> and I you know worked long enough with cooks and restaurants and stuff that. We had a kitchen as well that sometimes was open and sometimes was not. Right. So I would always be kind of like, there is that one server that you that you obviously were the one server we all loved. Like, like get him back here so he he knows how to like you can read like and it's all handwritten tickets and I do it in a formulaic way. Yeah. In a spatial oh god spatially intelligent way (gasps) so you can see on the so so the order looks like the plate. Yes. This this and this. Yes. Instead of some kind of prosaic cursive bullshit john i can only get so hard <laughs> and that's the thing it's like i like i understand that if i were trying to make this food i would want it what each ticket to look like what i'm about to absolutely. make absolutely i mean dude the the fucking we i could do an entire podcast on the restaurant industry like i started young i was probably i was about 18 or 19 when i was first first started working at uh, lone star um, maybe maybe twenty, and uh, a lot of those people I knew, I, most of them are still in the business. Like they still work in the industry, you know. And it was not a bad restaurant. It was it was a good little restaurant actually. Uh, the food was excellent. Um, the business man, we got fucking crushed sometimes. It was, um, but the best place I ever worked. Well, different, good for different different reasons the most fun place i ever worked was the hawk's nest in with me and chelsea you know she was a cook i was a cook we would listen to music we never got any stress because it never got busy i it never got busy to me they thought it was busy I was like this is not busy like they would be freaking out be like here's what you do i just stand back i can just picture chuck <laughs> taking a drag off a cigarette in the, in the doorway you haven't seen the things <laughs> I've seen. That's basically what it was. <laughs> because I'm sitting there. It's the lunch rush. I was like, there's 20 people out there. It's like, I've seen 20 people waiting on top of 20 people, 20 people standing outside, and 20 people sitting in their fucking cars waiting to get in this fucking joint. You know what I mean? I mean, not not the place I was working. Um, that was a lot of fun because we just, it wasn't a lot of stress. Uh, we weren't busy a lot of the time we would just you know i could be creative make up specials and stuff glenn ferris Inn was fun uh we got to be creative and make up stuff there but it wasn't very busy what what era were you at glenn ferris it was way after you man after me after because i was there from like 2000 2002 this was within the past 10 years oh okay uh it was i've i worked there a few times um one of the most talented cooks ever was uh tony phillips Robbie Phelps was great too. They were talented in different ways. Tony was just multifaceted. He could bake. He could, you know, he was extremely skilled. Never lost his head during a rush. Anything. I mean, he was great. Rob was just a great cook. Like he really held it together. And you know, I'd never, I'd see him get upset, but he never lost it. Um, Chili's back in the day was a great place to work. They actually paid really well. Um, they had insurance, and I'm talking about in the '90s, like mm. the 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 late '90s when I worked there. I mean, it was uh, the managers. A few of them I despised. I still despise them. 
Um, that was back when the chilies. Yes, it's still that song yeah, is kind of fresh. Back, they were, back, we would get back, fucking baby back, killed. Baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. Chilies. I made fun of that. Got in trouble. Baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back. Chilies, baby back, baby back. baby back, baby back. That's enough. Um, I want my baby back, baby back. Bob Evans, I worked. Uh, was terrible. Yeah, Bob Evans would be bad. Shoney's would be bad. Yeah, I never worked at Shoney's. Worked at Bob Evans in Toledo. Worked at two different Bob Evans in Toledo. That was terrible. Uh, Olive Garden in Toledo was great. I loved working there. Um, I had a kitchen manager who was an awesome dude. Had a lot of really good friends. Um, Hooters, uh, it, in which era, the first time I worked down, down there, I was in my early 20s. It was great. Uh, we got tipped out. The girls weren't all coked up. Uh, uh, they took the place serious. It was clean. The management was cool. Man, the other times I worked there, whew, it was fucking bad. I mean, we had one fucking manager duo the last time I was in there. If I saw one of these guys to this day, I'd probably just punch him because I fucking despised him. Um, one of them actually threatened to because it was my last day, and I had worked all day at, at Lowe's and then walked across the street to work a pay-per-view for them. So I started in the morning at Lowe's working. God, that's fucking awful. Barbecue sauce. Chili's baby back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. Shit slaps. Bad baby should put that in in one of her beats. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it was just, it was, you know, there's, it was a, it's a great industry. To be in if you want to make and you make a lot of really good friends working, but you can make a lot of enemies and you can make a lot of, you know, deal with a lot of bullshit. You know, the my tenure at Cracker Barrel ended. I got fired um, because I picked up a potato with my bare hand. That's such a potato thing to do. I mean, it was just is nothing. You know, that's yeah. that's barely even a violation of anything. Yeah, uh, my hand has been clean because I've been washing them periodically. You have to touch the food with your hand, all of the food. Just well, touch with somebody's hand at some point. But then I put it on a plate, and I was also there was these two, two of the fucking uh, the health department guys. One of them was wearing, he wasn't even he was in street clothes and it was wearing like boots, and they're in my way. It's Saturday, so I tell them guys, get out of my way. I'm busy here. I'm the only cook that was on the fucking shift, really. Everybody else was new. So I'm trying to run the fucking joint. Then he takes me in the office, and he starts saying this shit. I say, excuse me, am I being fired? He's like, he kept going. I said, excuse me, <laughs> just like that. Am I being fired? He said, yeah. I said, fuck you. And I pointed his face, and I got up and said, fuck this place, as loud as I could say it. Like, and he came out of the office, and I turned around. He was going to say something. I was like, what? And he just walked to the back. I was so mad that I was really going to beat this guy's ass. Sounds like he just got <laughs> You just got stated on. I just, I, I was so fucking mad. And Some, somebody with a clipboard and some boots. <laughs> yeah. Told you you're not allowed to touch a potato with your hands. He had never worked in a kitchen in his life, I could tell. That was his job. That was that had been his only job. He was he was a hips, he was a hipster. He's wearing skinny jeans, boots. He's not, he's not dressed to be in a kitchen. What he was wearing was a violation of fucking, of, uh, of health department. Because you got to have like special shoes yes. or whatever. You're supposed to be covered. And um, I'll admit that one time I did make a mistake. I grabbed some raw fish. I was going to grab something else. 
I was like, oh, and I went and washed my hand, and the, and the woman saw it and put a check mark, you know, whatever. And um, I knew, and they said something about that. I said, yeah, man, we all make mistakes. I said, but it was fish. It was something else. There was virtually no chance of cross-contamination. I know what I'm doing with this shit. I've, you know how many people's lives I saved at fucking Hooters? Eleven. When they had so many, when they had so many idiots working there, they were thawing chicken, shrimp, and beef in one sink with hot water. I'm like, are you trying to fucking kill somebody? <laughs> I picked up all that food and threw it in the fucking trash. I'm like, why'd you do this? Because it's all ruined. You cannot serve any of that. And the, and the manager tried to get on me. I was like, you out of your fucking mind? How long have you been in this fucking business? And he was just like, well, that's a lot of food we lost. I said, yeah. Is that my fault? Go talk to them. Those are the idiots that did it that you fucking hired. You know, it's, it's a, and by the end, you get jaded. You get real jaded because. You try to be good at your job, and you try to have some kind of, I don't know, man, professionalism and stuff, and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, the last place I worked, there were they had raw sewage coming up in the kitchen, and he kept the place open. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to name that place. I don't. I don't want to get any, I don't want to get shut. It's hyper-local to here. We'll just say that. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> that was two different incidents. Okay. One of those was blowing the drains out. This is one where the where the sewer main had backed up into the kitchen. Mm. This was in Charleston. Okay. And he kept the fucking place open. You could name that place. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'll name it when we get off the air. I just don't want the fucking hassle. Um, People are going to be asking in the comments. <laughs> they probably will. They definitely will. <laughs> um, no, but it's... You know, and I and I found out about it, and he part of me wanted to call the health department, like totally nail him and get him fired. And I was like, well, but that's a, he had kids; that was his livelihood. I understand him being. Well, so you realize snitches get stitches, and I had friends that worked there, so I didn't want to see them be out of a job either. So it was just I don't know, man. I I, I totally went off point there, you know, but. I get talking about. It was about supposed the, to be favorite things, and you decided to go to diatribe about the restaurant industry. I love it. That is one of my favorite things mm-hmm. going on diatribe yeah. about the restaurant industry. <laughs> John, you got any favorite things? Anything new? Um, Did you hike the world again this week? I imagine. Yeah, I've been hiking. Um, no, but so uh, so the jujitsu gym I train at has moved locations, and we've got the new name. It's kind of we're rebranding. I'm not. I mean, I just train there, but um. And so we were at a different location and rebranding, trying to grow, like instead of being like a club, like like trying to expand and offer classes for w- women and kids and stuff like that, and it's just trying to like grow the grow the whole business and the grows community. the brand. Yeah, well, so that's happening. That's you know, but um, so so I'm thinking of ways like how how could you know what what is what do we need? How do we promote this? And then in my in my news feed on social media and stuff, all of the um. Other sort of like dojos and martial arts places. Seems like all of them right now are doing anti-bullying campaign, and they're like offering like free anti, you know, free classes for anti-bullying, and they're like, you know, having basically they're just going to try to teach kids how to fight. Uh, yeah, just well, and just, just branding it as anti-bullying. I don't know exactly what's what the ins and outs of it are, but it's they're definitely like playing into that, playing that card into the business. Like martial arts is valuable because it helps prevent bullying. And we'll, we, you know, we're going to do like some, some pro bono work in this field and, you know, help teach people sure. uh, how to prevent bullying. And so me being contrarian, I'm not suggesting this for, for Arte Suave, which is the place I train at. I'm actually thinking of opening my own dojo. 
I'm thinking throwing around some names. I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me with a name. Maybe John Jitsu, John Kwando. But I think you nailed it. But, I think t- both of those are great. <laughs> but the premise is, and I've got the hair slate back. The Morgan system. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so basically the the premise is, um, we are a bully gym. A bully we teach dojo. you how to effectively we bully. We teach you how to effectively bully because, <laughs> look. Then I've got a name for you, Cobra Kai. <laughs> well, now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm not standing on the shoulders of giants <laughs> taking ideas from Cobra Kai and other great bullying gyms and dojos. <laughs> so, like, well, I, I was even thinking about taking the slogan. Um, strike hard. Strike hard. Strike, strike first. Hard. No mercy. No mercy. Being, being one of our slogans. Absolutely. And, um, and so... You know, and, and the, the the type of propaganda, you know, the type of things that we push are like, you know, everybody, you know, it's a, it's a really important part of growing up. I mean, it's the most enthralling thing that a child can go through being being a bully and beating up that pussy that that you know he's got the he's kind of chubby, he's got the glasses. Giving a wedgie to he's a gay kid is the highlight of my life. He's asking for it. He's got <laughs> he's wearing these. He can tell his family doesn't have very much money, and even if the crappy clothes that he was wearing did fit him cr- correctly, he would still look like shit. That kid's asking for it. Yeah. And and begging for it. You're never going to be able to get those days back when you can feel that thrill <laughs> of absolutely smashing this pussy. <laughs> He's a weakling. He's a we can't, you know, we can't just let a weakling You got to weed these people get, out. Not get picked on like that. And not only do we go into the actual physics of being a good bully because, you know, you know where coming kicking someone's ass coming the phrase kicking someone's ass comes from. I'm telling you, you don't kick him in the butt cheek. You kick them directly in the anus. You want the injury. You don't want. You don't want to. You don't want to bruise them for their childhood from the bullying. You want to injure them into adulthood so they can never forget the scars that you will leave. And so, so first, you you know, you kick them. You shoot for the double so they can't run and tell a teacher, or worse yet, a parent, because you know they're gonna complain. And when they complain, the adults are going to come start sniffing around. And so, so I so I have steps in place for not only the fighting techniques, but how you deal with the bureaucracy, what to do when you get expelled. Because when you get expelled, you're going to have a lot more time to train. <laughs> 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 and at John Jiu-Jitsu, John Jitsu, <laughs> if you get expelled for bullying... You get the next month of training free. <laughs> Ty John Doe. <laughs> well, I said John Kwando. Okay. You said a dojo. The dojo. Ty, Ty John Doe. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah. And so the, the, the idea is, is to create the most effective bullies. So we can't just let these anti-bullying people come ruin. So look, 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 let's be honest, folks. We're human beings. We're not a perfect species. But we have been tormenting the weak amongst us since before homo sapiens sapien was a species we're not going to let these pc pussies and weaklings ruin a five hundred thousand year old tradition of the strong asserting themselves over the weak and having a blast doing it (laughs) this sounds like something donald trump would be no. Totally okay. Listen. This is the other part. This is this is actually. You see that flag behind you? Yes. 
we say we pledge allegiance to the flag before every class, but it's not the American flag. It's that flag. <laughs> we pledge allegiance to Donald Trump, President of the United States of America, and for the republic for which only stands because of him. <laughs> One nation under, under Trump. <laughs> One nation under Don. <laughs> and and it's basically MMA. Like we we're not just like you know drilling karate and doing katas. Like we're learning how to fuck people up. You learn a variety. You learn like. Basically, this is what I want to learn. Break the wrist, walk away. Like how to effectively <laughs> fuck Rick someone up? No. Now, do you have and a, hopefully get away with it? Are there going to be any classes where you can um, bait them into trying to hit you first? Oh yeah, we're gonna okay. you're gonna go into the mechanics of the social element, heckling, um, how to form gangs, heckle through, <laughs> how to form gangs, how to make friends, how to um, convince the teacher that you're a good guy when you're really not. Oh yeah, stuff like that. Okay. See, you know the thing that uh, you were always told when you were a kid don't don't throw the first punch. That, that thing, never throw the first punch. You, if they hit you first, then you can do what you need to do to defend yourself. But never throw the first punch. My dad would say that in front of my mom. And then he'd just and then, tell me to throw the first And then uh, whenever we're away from my mom, he's like, you don't know how hard that guy hits. If you think you're going to get hit, <laughs> hit him first. you hit them the fuck first. Yeah. And if I hear you didn't hit them the fuck first, then I'm hitting you. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fucking solid strategy. And when and and when, always throw the first punch. If you think you're going to, if you, if you think it's to that level, absolutely, you must throw the first. If punch. If the guy's bucking up on you, then fucking hit him. And Nuck when, if you buck, son. Nuck if you fucking buck. <laughs> and when the sniffling weakling complains, because they're gonna complain, and the parents or the teachers come around, and start sniffing around. The first step, two words, ladies, gentlemen, and uh, and non-binaries, gender fluid. Bully, bully students of mine. <laughs> Plausible deniability. <laughs> you deny it. Do you have video proof of me beating up your son? How can you prove? This is hearsay as far as I'm concerned. You can't prove that my tan caused that bruise. Prove it. And your knuckles are all busted up. <laughs> yeah, I train. My knuckles get busted up. You can't prove I did it to him. It's, it's his word against mine. I love Donald Trump thing. Every bit of this, it's... Uh, I want to invest in this because there are. I'm, gonna, lot, I'm calling look, my brother-in-law. I bet we get 100 G's right now. For every for every kid going to one of these anti-bullying classes, who whose parents have a bumper sticker that says "My kid's on the honor roll," there's some parent who's like "Fuck that shit," who has a bumper sticker that says "My kid beat up your honor student," and I, for one, like to win. I don't like weak weaklings and pussies. I like the winners, the ones who win the fights. The I like, ones. I like John, people that don't get captured. you are at a rally right now. You have got his mannerisms and everything. It is fucking terrifying. Because you even did the thing where you, you did I that. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to exactly. win. Do you want to win or do you want to lose? <laughs> if you want to lose, you can join the anti-bullying <laughs> pussy dojo where they teach you how to block. See, I, as as... It was, it was going to be tongue-in-cheek, but I wanted to get a shirt made so I could wear around Annie to, to kind of embarrass her, too. It says, my daughter beat up your son because <laughs> she's a wrestler. Yeah, and, we're, and we're, we're, we totally accept women. I mean, I mean, like... It's equal a, opportunity. I mean, a, a, a female women, bully? A female women can bully, be even more biting be with bully, their bullying. And especially if they're big and strong. But we definitely encourage that because getting bullied as a boy by a woman... It's oh, it's extra humiliating. Oh, yeah. And we take great pride in training great female bullies. <laughs> this is the best thing you've ever done. Um, I know you're proud of all the music you made, but it's garbage compared to this. It is. You are nothing without this idea. This We need a full video. We need. Uh, we know people that have cameras. We need lighting. 
We need a script. I just need to get some mats. I've got I've got a good dojo set up. I need to move some furniture around, get the mats, the heavy bag. We're gonna train weights. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the, I want the predators to be as strong as they can be. I love this so much. I mean, without bullying, we wouldn't have so much. I mean, think about it. Bullying did did bullying not make you who you are? It certainly did. It helped make me who I am. Chuck, did bullying help make you who you are? And he said, "Yeah." No. So, I don't think we should remove it from our culture. I think we should encourage it. There's a great Bill Burr bit talking about uh, talking about uh, Steve Jobs and how everybody's trying to remove bullying, but you don't get a guy like Steve Jobs unless he was bullied a great deal, and now he's the bully. And he's walking around. His, he's walking around Apple, eating some pretentious fruit like a pear, <laughs> <laughs> yelling at people, saying, "See that? That's my entire record collection. I want it all in this." Get on it! <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best bits of all time. No, but he's absolutely true. I actually, put something up tongue in cheek, of course. And one of my SGW friends, a, a, a girl who's beautiful, lovely person, and and a real. Looker as well, but um, give her my number. Okay, um, I put up a thing about uh, pro bullying. I said I'm pro bullying. I and, remember this, and it, yeah, and it was good. It said you know because most bullies will end up being pieces of shit who never leave their town, you know. And I say, and they're just rank and file automatons. They don't ever step outside. And the kid you bullied is going to take all that energy that you force them. They're going to force it back on you a thousandfold. You're making the world a better place. Exactly. But be a piece of shit because that's all you're ever going to fucking be. What about cyberbullying? Where do you stand on that? We're mostly involved in with, it, with face to face, the face to face and the ram and the, the, you know, the things related to that, the precursor to Because if you ask me, most of the people that do the cyberbullying <laughs> are the ones getting actually bullied in yeah, real life. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they go on, they tell Kim Kardashian she's fat. They tell um, singers that they're bad. They're, they're YouTube commenters. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I like this idea. I like this a lot. We'll... we'll We'll float this around. I see. see I, I want this to be board. a continuing bit, like the you know, like the Trump time travel thing. I want it to be a recurring joke. This isn't a joke to me. Well, this I'm, is very. Real. I mean, I'm taking it seriously, but a lot of people are laughing at it, so it's yeah. kind of both. Well, I mean, they can laugh until they can laugh now. Yeah, we'll be laughing later until I send one of my students your way. <laughs> <laughs> you pussy. You faggot. You weakling. You piece of garbage. Subhuman excrement. Did your mom pick out that code for you? Hey, hey, they, you make, they make those shoes in men's sizes there? Hey! It's one of my favorite ones. I do, I'd do. i say it to a guy every week. There's a bald guy at work, and like I have no room. Yeah. But every now and then, if he gets to shave his head and it's grown out, I was like, oh, I love what you're doing with your hair. <laughs> or, just, or, just some, or just like a classic, just a real, really low brow, just, mm, you smell like poop. <laughs> 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 really, I, I really, sm- I smell pussy. Really demoralizing. <laughs> what are you from house party? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely smell some. I smell some. Uh, is that your favorite? Your favoriteest thing this week? Uh yeah, that's the main thing. Okay, I'll do mine. My favorite thing is John's bullying thing. <laughs> 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 that's my favorite thing of the month. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh, you can tell he put some thought into it. You can tell he's got like. He's drafting something at home. He's got a drafting table. He's like, I'm going to put the, uh, he's got, he's I'm going to put the wedgie section over he's here. He's got graph paper. He's setting up toilets and uh, to train people how oh, to yeah, dunk kids' swirlies. heads. Hey, here's, here's another thing I did because I did do. This. I didn't actually write it out, but 
it's in my head that's happening. So so when you when you go to punch a guy with glasses, right? You can punch here, and I'm pointing to like the nose, and you can break it there. You can punch here at the side and break off mm-hmm. the earpiece pretty easily. Those are easy breaks. Yeah. And those are fine. Those are good, you know, for a jab or whatever. But when you throw that right cross, because he's he's gonna be able to tape that up and fix it, and he'll be wearing those glasses again the next day. You don't want him wearing glasses the next day. You want him to have to buy a fucking new pair. You want, right you want away. to wear his old. You want him missing school because he does not have glasses to wear. And the way you do that, my friend, the lens. Go for the lens. Go for the lens. Break like the lens. And there's also a chance that it could break and gouge one of his eyes, which would be really humiliating. This is yeah. great. I love this. You don't want them to be scarred for for sixth grade. You want the scars to go on and on into adulthood. You want them to be everlasting emotional scars. You want them to never forget. <laughs> they can never forget your power. Elephants, Jim. We can never forget. <laughs> <laughs> you can never forget. And I pin them down. After I've after I've worked on the glasses, I start working on the teeth, and then I find a rock or a brick and just just little little tappy taps try to knock the teeth out, just enough to where they're out of place a little bit. Oh God. Make him remember you when you looks in the mirror. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so good. Um, another favorite thing is uh, I watched a few episodes of Cheers. That's a good show. At my mom's house, I hadn't. I mean, I'd seen like random episodes throughout the my life. Uh, which season were we talking about? Was Coach on it? One. Her season was so Coach. Was Started on with there. the first season. Yeah. Coach was on there. Um, Shelley Long made her appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, no Woody yet. Uh, Woody didn't come on. He might go on season two. I'm not sure, but it. I was like, I've always heard this is like a really good show. So I watched a, a few episodes at my mom's house this afternoon, this morning. It's fucking good. It I enjoyed good. the shit out of yeah. it. My mom said she didn't like it, and then we watched a few episodes, and she likes it. And I was like, well, there's 11 seasons on there. Well, it changed the dynamic a few times. They had. It was actually better with uh, with Kirstie Alley. Um, well, that's debatable. Um, they had more time with Kirstie Alley because Shelley Long left fairly early into the show. Um, she had make- that Beverly Hills, <laughs> true Beverly Hills money. <laughs> the money pit. Uh, <laughs> that was one of my favorite Saturday Lives kids was What Were You Thinking? And they had uh, Jan Hook says fucking Shelley Long on there. <laughs> and Phil Hartman was the host. Then he went on to make such movies as True Beverly Hills and Outrageous Fortune. <laughs> so uh, let's ask you, Shelley. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and Jan Hooks was great. She's like, she's got all her man- mannerisms. She starts to cry. And then he starts talking to somebody else and he pivots back and talks to her. Hey, do you think Kirstie Alley's ever leaving that show? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, lasted a long time, too. Yeah, it was 11 years. And, and had the most successful spinoff, I would say, of all time. Frasier? Yeah. Yeah, I never watched Frasier, though. Frasier's fucking great. It's a great fucking show. My dad loved it. Yeah. Although I never really thought about Fraser was a terrible father. Like he he moved to Niles? across the country. Niles is his brother. I know. <laughs> he moved across the country from his son and then barely ever saw him. You know what I mean? And they just barely even mentioned When does he show up in Cheers? Who, Fraser? Yeah. I think he's like a season three or something like that. Uh, him and I remember I remember the episode where they introduced uh, Lilith. Lilith Sternin. They were on a show together. They were flirting, and they started doing footsie and stuff. And you could see it on the camera. It was fucking great, man. Because she was like, she was more Lilith back then than she was later. You know what I mean? She was like 
very masculine even sitting there talking with him and you know how bb new earth was not really i never watched the show well she was she was like very she's cold she's a very cold individual and she's superior and she's you know she's actually still hot though bb Newworth was a hot woman but her very severe her hair was always pulled back she wore a suit you know she was just one of those um but uh yeah they had all kinds of stuff with uh, shelly long had actually come back as diane on an episode of fraser because she left fraser at the altar um for yeah, for sam bitch. for sam and um, Sam made a few, him alone. A few uh, members of, the, of Cheers came on. Fraser, Woody came on. Uh, Sam had come on. Uh, Shelley Long, uh, Lilith came on. Of course, does his ex-wife, and they had flings and stuff. Then she she had a fling with uh, her and uh, Niles got drunk one night, had sex, got sex together, and it was weird. But they hated each other. Like, um, I I always thought the funniest thing was that you know they were like. The dad was walking the dog, you know, Eddie. He's like, he's like, Eddie, what's weird? Something's weird with Eddie. He doesn't want to come up here, you know. He doesn't want to come to the house. They don't know that Lilith is in there. Like, you no. know, <laughs> the dog didn't want to come in because Lilith was there. He's like, yeah, and I saw a bunch of birds flying, flying <laughs> south. <laughs> All these different things because she's evil. You know, saying how evil she is. Um, it smells like sulfur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frazier was, Frazier was better than Cheers, in my opinion. They're I might, different. I might get to it someday. They're right. different, but uh, uh, Frazier was more psychological. Like, it had a lot of... Well, he was a psychologist. Well, I know that goes without saying, but I'm saying even, you know, it was there was actually a lot of poignant and, and non-funny moments on it. Like, it was stuff with... You know, the first episode, him and his brother had to go confront their dad because they hadn't seen him in a while and they didn't have a good relationship. So, and then he... You know, he's completely different from they are. He's a, He was an ex-cop, and he was shot... As we as walk with a cane and stuff, and there was actually an episode where the guy who shot him he had to go to his uh, to his parole hearing, and he was wanted to not deny him parole, you know, and that's rough. Yeah, and then his mom came in was trying to basically beg beg him to let him go, and he's like, I can't do it, you know. He he's a dangerous person, basically. So, I mean, it was it was it, they were different. Um, cheers. Cheers had moments like that too. Um, There's usually Sam and Diane stuff, you know. You want to go where everybody knows. Oh, my favorite name. episode of The Simpsons is Flaming Moe's because they do that thing with it was a Cheers mon- uh, homage, and you know they had a woman show up that was just like Diane, and she's a fucking intellectual snob, and that bit of store about drollery and just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. I was. Uh, Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of the th- four or five episodes I watched while sitting around doing nothing at my mom's house. Is it on Prime? It's on uh, Netflix. Okay. Whole thing. I'll have to check it out. Okay. That's about all my favorite things. I did the wrestling show last night. That was... I didn't even know that was happening. That was something. As you were saying. Yeah. That was... Um, it was interesting. You'll see it when it comes out on YouTube if you keep up with that type of thing. Um, I got to call a Just Incredible match and Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey those, Whipwreck. Those guys were ECW um, originals. Um, and it was an absolute shit show. 
Yeah, you were telling me how bad it was. They still use their old promo pictures from 1993, <laughs> where they're all jacked and young. They're 24 years old. <laughs> they're on the gas. and they're, like, yeah, they're on the good stuff. Yeah, they're on the good stuff, and everybody's having a great time, and they hadn't succumbed to addiction yet. And now I see some of these guys, and they got real big guts and real big asses. And it's just... I mean, it is 25 years later, but you're putting up the promo picture of when you were in your prime. At least try to get back in shape somewhat and put a promo picture Yeah. Out. Or just do, you know, do one from 10 years ago. Yeah. Instead of... Tw- instead that's fine. <laughs> or, a head, that. or a headshot. They still know your name. One that's a I little mean. less deceptive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll uh, tweet out, or tweet out, I'll put out the link on all the social media platforms whenever that drops. Um, that's about all I got, though. Um, yeah, I just want to call this an app. Yeah, it's about six o'clock. We're going to go to the Red Audio Show here in a little bit. Aaron and Elena should be here at some point. Are we waiting for them to come and then heading up? Or? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, anybody got any, any songs they want to go out on? John? Yeah, I've got something lined up. Fuck yeah. Uh, oh shit I had it Oh snap it's, it's coming back I gotta do some scrolling Find it That's a pretty good old classic song That's not it I like it though <laughs> I like it But it is good Get uh, Simon Garfunkel It's Peter Gabriel oh, oh. Salisbury Hill Motherfucker <laughs> Alright you queers Thanks for listening uh, uh, You can donate to uh, The uh, anti Or the pro bullying thing John's doing Just let us know We'll send you a link To give us money for it um, Tell your friends To listen to it uh, Send them links Bother them about The entire thing We're trying to make this Our job And it's not happening <laughs> Without you. So go fuck yourselves. Thanks a lot. I could see the city light. Wind was blowing, time stood still. Eagle flew out of the night. He was something to observe. Came in close, I heard a voice. Standing, stretching every nerve. choice. I did not believe the information. Just had to trust imagination.